Hello. Hey there. Well, hey, to uh, love it to connect on our podcast. This is Lori Ives with Patsy Culp, and we're here for practical spirituality for daily living. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we're so excited to be here with you. Thank you for joining us. Um, real quickly, for those of you who don't know us, Lori and I have been uh, walking our spiritual journeys uh, hand in hand now for about three years, two to three years, and. Um, this podcast is really intended to help you um, utilize some practical tips for how we move through our world. And today we're going to be talking all about expectation. A.K.A. judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting how expectation shows up because we often perceive it to be um, a goal, right, mm. or um, something that we need to catalyze us forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it tends to be is a line in the sand of how your mind perceives a certain outcome or event based on information it has gleaned through other expressions. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So. Uh, you know, Patsy, we've talked this week, uh, which I'm grateful we do on a regular basis because it uh, helps me, you know, great to have a um, a teammate. Uh, and that's what I believe that we are intending to be for everyone that joins us. Uh, yeah. Is it a teammate to walk in awareness and support? Um, so for me, expectation came up for me this week. Uh, my dad came to visit from Texas. Uh, and by the grace of God, both of my parents are, are on the planet. Um, my dad's 70, and I have a really close relationship with him, not in physicality because he's lived away since I was 16. Um, but we're very tight on the phone, and I don't feel like I'm not with him on a regular basis. But when he came into town um, – based on my point of view and the way that I feel about hanging out with my kids, um, my little girl inside said, hey, uh, I expect you to come and see me as soon as you land. Um, Not giving, like, any regard to the idea that, you know, he just traveled. Uh, I personally don't love traveling, not because I'm afraid, but because I just think it's kind of a hassle to be (laughs) – one else's regime. I always feel that way when I'm being sheepled onto the plane and off. And I know they're doing that for constructural reasons and logistical points of view, but I don't dig it. And so I'm sure that the what he wanted to do was go lay on his hotel bed and relax. And yeah. my five-year-old girl was like, well, does that mean I don't matter? Right? Mm-hmm. Like the pattern showed up right away of uh, the way I thought it should be or the way that to be loved would be expressed. That's a good one to talk about, Patsy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Expectations of what it means to be loved or the way we feel that we are loved if we are blank. And I think there are blanks that fall into that space um, based on where you might be in your own perception of yourself. So I'll, I'll ask you to speak to that if you would. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, I see that showing up for me in every facet really of my life. Um, 
I, I believe I learned very, very early on that in order to be loved, I had to show up a certain way. So um, I'm sure many have had the same experience, but I, um, I was one of those babies that was left in the crib to cry in order to get put on her uh, sleep schedule, right? Um, cool. And I... I cried so hard for so long that I was uh, physically ill in the crib and no one came to rescue me, okay? So until the next morning when I, I'm sure my little subconscious mind was like, oh, well, I have to do exactly what they say and show up exactly how they want me to and sleep exactly <laughs> during these said hours in order to be loved, right? So I uh, that, <laughs> Go that ahead. brings up like alone and survival. Mm-hmm. And for me, that automatically brings up that um, primal part of our consciousness that is fight or flight, right? Oh, like, yeah. Um, a lot in maybe what we'd like to do because we're afraid that we won't be loved. You know, when I speak to the beings that I work with, I often say, you know, you, you uh, slide down, down the rabbit hole, you wake up, and you're looking to be loved from the love that you left, which was mm-hmm. unc- encompassing and available in all aspects. And then you don a costume and you wake up and you're looking for that same love. And it looks like the people that are around you and they do love you, um, mm-hmm. but they have their own costume and their own programs and their own perceptions. And they're doing it the way they've learned in, again, that false safety. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it's done and if you do it this way then you can be safe and you can be loved and what I found in my own world is it's often just the opposite of that and not because we want to be rebels uh, that came up in conversation with my dad this week because I'm not a big uh, rule follower not because I'm out creating mayhem <laughs> right <laughs> I, and I haven't ever really like quite understood why we do things the way we do like why everybody has three squares a day. I think that, Mm. you know, topic, but I think it came about in in many different ways, you know, based on how people were providing for themselves. And then it became habitual, and then everybody thought, well, you know, that's the way to be successfully surviving. Right. And I don't think you can get past – you, it's hard to become more when your focus is on just staying alive. And I think oh some goodness, of those yes. entrainments that we get through expectation are those that, like you said, start from the crib, Patsy, or even right. in the womb. You know, we're always connected energetically, and so we are always reading information, whether we're conscious of it or not. Um, I went to the water yesterday, and it was interesting to me. It was the most beautiful day here and it was just picture perfect there was a wind it was warm and I and I was thinking to myself how could there be discord on this planet when there's such magnificent beauty and by the grace of all that is you know I get to have witnessed that yesterday and then I thought about all the other places in the world where people are not in that open receiving they're not present moment and they're sort of like walking like ants on a stick right and I say that not out of um, an idea to go, oh, that's a wrongness. I say it as, and I've done that, and I've been that automated being of, 
operating in certain ways that I thought would create value or a way to be loved in this planet. And I came up empty handed (laughs) and not because love it's because if you have expectations of love, then that's not unconditional love. And um, it came to me yesterday as, as I was speaking to another one of our friends, Patsy, that, um, any time, because she was going to go on a trip and it didn't turn out the way that she thought, and any time we hold an expectation, we're looking at a point of view of a possibility not open to all possibilities, and so mm. we'll all be less than fulfilled. Because oh the goodness. minute yeah. expectation, if it doesn't unfold the way that the mind perceives, then we'll end up feeling lack, even though what showed up could be very fulfilling and delightful but because we've had that point of view we'll never truly be full from it does that make sense yeah oh my goodness yes that's gold right there yeah well it's uh you know and and for me it's being mindful and allowing myself to not get caught up in a story of what should be i talked to another friend who decided to release someone from her world and as i was listening to her um i was listening to her story of how that other person hadn't met her expectation of what she felt would be fulfilled to be in partnership. And I thought, well, if you're not going to be happy in your own self and you're propagating that someone else will be filling you up, you'll never be full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're be looking for what that is that you think is missing. And I think expectations create a space of lack and something's oh. missing. Because yeah. you have perceived it to be a certain way, and if it's it's not that way, then that's lack. And that's yeah. just a judgment of lack. It's not true. It's a perception of what should have been. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, on, on my T-shirt, always get you a swear word. Um, <laughs> I love it. Because in each moment, we really do have a choice if we're going to be happy or sad. So when I did get to connect with my dad, I sort of just decided to get the hell over myself. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time on our podcast, but I know that you and I have talked about it, Patsy. It came to my awareness that hell is really just holding energy and lack or limitation. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love that. I love that. So, holding energy and lack or limitation. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we create our own hell based on not being present in what we do have available to us. And that's tricky wicket in the mind, right? Like it, um, it leads us in both ways. It leads us, it it opens the dialogue of what should have been and what should be. Mm -hmm. And that you, that, that word on my shirt, right? Because it's a (laughs) work yourself rather than being present with yourself acknowledging where you might be hard on yourself. You know, I had a lot of uh, awareness this week about being received and, and mm-hmm. my body sedated me because I had like a really tight lower back and um, crunched up and I was like, wow, that's not my norm. And so over the last few days I've been re- just releasing wherever I'm holding judgment on myself mm-hmm. or being critically judgmental of someone else because we're always in flow until we draw a line. Yeah. And that's crap because drawing that line is a judgment of expectation. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. 
Um, can you speak to, just for those who may be kind of wondering, how do you actually release, right? How do you release that feeling, that yeah. judgment, that expectation? I love this opportunity, and I suspect that probably in most podcasts, Patsy will visit that because I was speaking to um, – I, I talk a lot to people. I talk a lot on the phone. It seems like I'm always talking, and I guess I am. So, um, But what I was speaking about is energy and how it's much faster. If you know everything comes from energy and everything is energy, it's so much faster to change your vibration and to raise mm. your frequency than it is to change something that's slowed down is moving in a lower velocity and look solid because once the mind gets attached to solidity, it's a lot harder to not use all of your senses. You know, mm-hmm. if something's solid, we entrain it as form and, right. and, and the mind has a program that says, well, you can't move a mountain, but you right. know, it says in many uh, scriptures, um, if you think you can move that mountain, you can, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I'm going to be climbing a mountain this weekend, so I'll, I'll let you know how that <laughs> Please do. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to report back on next week's call. <laughs> For me, release is intention. And it's intention and feeling expansion. And any way you place that intention, it, there's no real rigmarole or ritual to release. It's intention of letting something go and surrendering all the reasons, judgments, stories, and expectations of why you believe that is all that's possible. Mm. And moment forward, right? Um, I, I think it would be in, very, very, go ahead, sorry. <clears throat> say in spiritual speak, uh, we might command intention of transmutation. And that just means that you recognize its energy, you recognize that it's always in motion, and you recognize that it's fluid and can change form. That's Mm -hmm. called trans-movement, formation, right, Um, which makes sense. And then transmuting is taking something and moving it, and mutation is change. So Mm -hmm. it's looking at energy that looks solid and intending to move and change it into a new movement in in formation mm-hmm. and then transcendence is lifting it up to a higher frequency right yeah. so to me that's like a good trifecta and it brings me to the truth of me which is already already that yeah the costume perceives that it's not of that essence it mm-hmm. perceives the personified personality of all the expectations judgment stories that we've overlaid on that essence, which is just a flowing energy. It it really comes to me in my mind's eye. It's it's like a flowing river of possibilities Um, where it, you know, moves over a rock and by moving over the rock, it has a new opportunity to express itself. I I went to Reed State Park in Maine this week, um, which was fabulous. I just loved it. Um, There were a lot of cool wave action from uh, the hurricanes, and I felt very, very blessed to be in that location while many others were not experiencing the same joy from that power of Mother Nature. Mm. And I Mm. used that as an opportunity to send love, blessings, and compassion because that's a really easy way for people to change the planet. Mm. 
Yeah, to beautiful. Their own, their own abundance and to be grateful for it and then to send that same energy to all beings because we're connected. We're all one energy and expression in, in unique individual expressions. And then to be able to watch that. And every time the wave would come over, I, I went with a friend of mine and I said to, to my friend, I said, you know, that was the best movie put on by All That Is because it was an ever movie in each moment. Every wave and every movement created another wave and movement and vortex in the in the waves, and then it rolled into itself, and I just thought, that's magnificent. Um, amazing. But I feel yeah. like we are the same in creation. As mm-hmm. that water, um, I watched it Im- implode into itself, and then expand mm. out itself because it was overflowing with itself. Ooh, that's that was my image. And yeah. I feel like if we brought that same energy of that pure love that we are within, and we went within and filled up with it and expanded out and overflowed with it, well, then we would naturally share that with everybody. And I. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, in, in hanging out with my, my older <laughs> beings this week, I, it was very interesting to see their points of view. Um, this mm. is bringing up a topic, and I wasn't expecting to talk much about money today. But it was interesting to me, the dialogue that went on. And I'd had a conversation with my dad in the past that sources my bank and my supply. And it's, and, and it's been proven to me many times in manifesting using energy, just intention and receiving and letting go of all the reasons that my head said, well, you can't have that. No, that's not possible. And you can't do that. No, that's not possible. If if we don't get stuck in that chatter and we let go of that chatter, and that's Mm. what I mean. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. Not for your thoughts. When I was at the water yesterday, it was very interesting to me. I could hear all this chatter because I was kind of in a meditative state, not meditating, but just really observing the beauty around me and enjoying the sounds and um, watching the boats on the water and watching the, the, the tide come in over the rocks. And it was really beautiful. And I'm grateful I live in a, a state that allows that. Um, yeah. But I thought to myself, even while I'm enjoying all this beauty, my mind's like, blah, 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 blah. and there was like a lot of chatter. And I thought, wow, I, it's interesting. I would imagine um, many, many people, especially those who aren't present as much in checking mm-hmm. out and feeling, are operating those unconscious thought systems that we pick up learning, like, to cry on the right schedule or to be received right. if we do. Or if we do <laughs> right. And my right. expectation, my beloved dad, who I'm super tight with, who am I to place that expectation on anybody else? Mm-hmm. Because that was me feeling lack that was me perceiving need but in not one moment did my dad not love me as much as he always loves me or I him do you see totally totally (laughs) and it's just sort of long and you may not even have awareness of of how you're feeling about that because it's an automatic reaction to an old program of not feeling fully loved or in love with whatever's going on. And I'm not saying as a human that, that we're always going to be like, well, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, oftentimes it doesn't feel that great, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's a bit of 
message, Patsy. He said this to me again, and it resonated as usual. He said, honey, what I've come to know in life is there's a lot of highs and lows, he said, but the sweet spot is the, is the moment of peaceful contentment. Ooh, he said, so good. The pendulum, you are enjoying life as it arrives. And I thought, well, that's brilliant. I, I can see why you're my dad. I can see why I picked yeah, you in the list. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Beautiful. to all their black programs at the same time. Like, we're often quite brilliant and wise ourselves, and yet those programs are running because then I heard, you know, people's points of view on money and the government and what people should do or shouldn't do, and that's all expectation of others around us rather than yeah. us leading the way in how we'd like to be on the planet or what we'd like to contribute versus um, – a belief system of how it should be. I was talking to um, my stepmom about uh, school, the school system, and, and she had a whole litany of reasons why um, people aren't excelling and, you know, where we're going wrong. And for me, I've always sort of felt like we already knew, we already had an, an intention when we landed, where we landed on the planet. And for me, I, I've often spoke that, when I was four, I knew I was going to be a teacher. I really don't mm. dig uh, because I like to study things I'm interested in, things I'm drawn to. Everyone's a natural student if we allow ourselves to be led where we're interested. Why would we study things that are either irrelevant, like math for me? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. we all to think we have to be hurdled together to get the same results. We all have to be sort of cookie cutter. And for me, I think if we were allowing those small people to do what they loved, you know, gently guiding them in, in some structure of receiving information, but not making it only one way to receive information. A friend of mine, her, his, his daughter went to summer camp this summer, and she was not doing well at math last year. She was presented math in a fun, joyful, uh, interactive. Mm. Now she's excelling in math. I think that's, that's very amazing. telling. It is very telling. Very, very telling. And I, I guess we're all bunched up. If you think about the lineage and how so often we find ourselves like out of alignment in our work, and I experienced this myself too. Um, I kept gravitating toward what was um, making me light up, but. Um, I was never really encouraged to go in a direction that was making me light up. So why do you think that is? Um, well, I'll use myself as an example. I love people, always have. It's sort of been a natural gift that I came with that I just love people. I think they're fascinating. I I think, you know, the homeless guy or the president, they're kind of the same interest for me. Like, they're an individual yeah. And I think it's fascinating. Um, I was led to customer service. I've always read energy um, very unconsciously. I mean, I wasn't aware that I was really hooked up, and everybody is. I haven't met a person so far who hasn't been able to be just as psychic as me. Um, they may not hire to be as psychic as me. I, have, I haven't counted that. Um, <laughs> ever, I, I, was not, I naturally gravitated to that which was comfortable for me, mm-hmm. which was and people. And yeah. so I was in customer service for a really long time, and I thought it was very funny. I worked at a bank, and my grandmother just loved the idea of me working at a bank as a teller where someone could shoot my face off every day, but I, I got to dress. 
you know, looked good in society, and she thought I was safe. And, like, um, for a woman of her time, she thought, you know, I was making it in the world because I had a place mm-hmm. that was regarded. But meanwhile, I'm making, like, seven bucks an hour. Right. Um, and uh, and, it, and it's potentially dangerous every day. I'm grateful to say I didn't encounter danger. I only encountered really beautiful, lovely people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting, like, somebody's expectation given, like, evolution of women and what they're yeah. what to them. And that's not dissing men. I mean, women had to align to that and succumb to that or it wouldn't have been propagated, right? I mean, everybody mm-hmm. had the same A capacity. Right. Right. The role of what people said was possible or not possible, and that's all expectation judgment as well. Mm-hmm. Like if if you watch how women have changed, there was an expectation of if you were a good parent, then you stayed home and you took care of your mm-hmm. children. And then, yeah, I mean, I think in today's society, that's that's almost like looked down upon. And and my my sister recently decided to give up her profession as an x-ray tech. She had created some dis-ease and is very happy being a stay-at-home mom with her three boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think when we have an expectation, it's generally a belief system that's been entrained throughout history. And unless somebody is willing to say, no, I can run a faster mile, or no, that's not the truth, or facts aren't really real. And that came up this week, too. My my uncle was mm. right, and uh, he, was a, he studied history in college, and, and he loves facts and figures and wars and things like that. And I, I thought it was very interesting that I love anthropology because I love the culture of people. Oh, and he thought it was really important in that facts are facts, and they're held steadfast and firm and there's like no other possibility but for me I think facts are just a belief system that we've all aligned to over time you know we've all decided that this is the way that it is but how could it be the one and only way that it is if it's not the way for every single being on the planet right right so that brings me to the question of truth Um, oh so I, yeah, so when we talk about truth, if you could just from your perspective with the help of the team, just dive into the definition of what is true, right? Yeah, well, true is subjective. Right? Yeah. Uh, truth is someone's point of view. Truth for for you may not be a for the me. The same as you, yeah. So, yeah. um Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think everything is subjective because it's true that we might align that the sky is blue, but the color of blue is your truth that you see and the color of blue that I see is my truth. I don't think anybody's truth except for unconditional love mm-hmm. could be cohesive in 100% truth. Yeah. Oh, I got another big one. Sure. In the truck. Sorry, someone's delivering something. <laughs> no worries. Hello. It's mixed over because there's someone here. <laughs> oh, so his truth is that he's got to get that out of the out That's of the truck. Right, you've got to get that right out of the truck. People <laughs> propagate truth um, based on again belief systems. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be true that women stayed home. It used mm-hmm. to be true that, you know, we thought people of different skin colors were different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, uh, the team says, Archangel Michael's showing up for the party. He's I said, love I'm, Hi. <laughs> for you, Thanks for joining us. <laughs> he said, truth is a subjective idea that has been given in various forms over experience that one would entrain to expect a certain outcome based on previous events. Mm. Truth in your heart, though, is one of peaceful contentment that leads you easily along your way. Beautiful. Um, he... he um, he says, the cosmic truth of all that is, given your limited frame of perception through a human evolution, um, is a very minuscule amount of the essence that allows all expression. Isn't that interesting? Mm, so interesting. I, um, I'm... I'm not always like 100% like hearing what what he said. So, Patsy, can you bring that back to me? (laughs) Yes. So um, he says that all that is in our human evolution is only minuscule. Like how we can perceive all that is is just like a teeny tiny blip, basically, right? To to really the expansiveness of all that is beyond us. Um, So I, I don't know how a truth other than allowance compassion and unconditional love could have a hundred percent behind it mm-hmm. because we are creators and we're always expanding expression and form through love. Well, I don't like to hear the phrase, but I heard it in my head, the sky's the limit, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. how much can you, mm-hmm. could you, could you allow yourself to explore how much mm-hmm. could you defy the laws of gravity, right? How much could you, defy the expectations of those that have come before you in possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, how much can you dream, right? Without yeah. the, oh, he's saying without the entrails um, mm-hmm. of your old wounds, because what, it's an interesting image he's showing me. Um, my mom grew up on a farm and so I'm, I'm very hip to like um, how animals, are cultivated and used for um, our food system, and I've mm-hmm. and I've seen. Uh, and it's interesting how he shows um, sort of like what happens when you don't allow things to go through their natural transformation of the cycle of life, and you mm. bring. Along. It's almost like they get um, moldy and sort of. Uh, it, Mold sort of creates a, a lack of breath, right? Like it, uh, it, it, mm, it creates like a sir, so that you're not getting the fullness. And mm-hmm. so whenever we're along, it's a weird example. Uh, I hope my listeners aren't offended <laughs> but by his example of the entrails. But I, I guess that's very apropos because if you don't let the guts get uh, cleared up, mm. so if you don't listen to your gut, right, like your knowing, Mm-hmm. then you have, like, um, the rotting of days gone by, I guess, is the way he's saying. Does that oh, make wow. sense? Oh, wow. It does. 
It does. Because if we listen to our energy, like my energy this week was telling me that I didn't feel like I was a great receiver well-received. You know, I, right. I felt unreceived in a, in a few different aspects came up and I was like, what's going on, man? This isn't how I roll through the world. But, you know, I had some expectations and um, some, uh, I was unaware of some programs that were running um, that I thought I'd handled. And I thought I was um, all set with the way that my life had unfolded with my dad and I don't have expectation of him, but I guess I did have expectations. Right. It was still there. Mm. And then thing is I was in my low moments of wah, 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 you know, story, story, story. How many people resonated with that same story uh, in my lineage and then sort of propagated that story until I sort of like, look, right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to start this whole judgment gig with, about the way someone should have behaved. I want to handle my expectation. Mm-hmm. So I be stuck in that limitation of not being received or loved because it wasn't the way that my mind had attached to the idea of love. Right. Right. So, see, I'm asking you to dip on that, the way the mind attaches to the idea of love versus unconditional love. And then I feel like I'll get something to add to that. Through the, yeah, through the sure. Well, I'll, if I bring back, um, I'm just thinking about, you know, if we go back to the cradle or whatnot, um, it was like embedded so early on. And then every time I swayed from, right, uh, or showed up differently than expected to, to meet, like if I didn't r- rise to meet other people's expectations, there was, I was always met with disappointment, right? Or some, some level of um, uh, anything but unconditional love, right? So yeah. in that, it got like even more ingrained as I went through my world, traveled up to, you know, almost 33 now, it, it kept showing up. But it, in that, it was the perception, right? Like, um, I don't even know if I was Brother, conscious of it. Yeah. resonated with me because disappointment, you can only just be disappointed if you have an idea of how it should be, right? Mm-hmm. So, these little kids, like, they're only disappointed if they, they had an idea of the way it should be. Yeah. You know, and that brings up um, beautiful autistic beings. Oh, and there's a ladybug on the chair. Yay. Tapping oh, his beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> awesome. That's a good sign. <laughs> um, <laughs> disappointment is an idea. That That's all it is, is an idea. It's created through ideas, right? An idea mm-hmm. of the way to be. So we had appointed the idea as a line in the sand, a judgment, a limitation, or an expectation, right? And mm-hmm. so then disappointment, right? Like anytime we're in dis, it's less, right? right? Yeah. Dis, dis, or disappointment. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's why people uh, say, hey, did you dis me? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think our language makes a lot of sense. And I'm always fascinated by language, too, because no matter what the sound is, a dog means dog. Mm. Like, <laughs> the fact 
what we call them uh, doesn't uh, perceive a dog as a dog. Isn't that interesting? That is really interesting. Um, Spirit wanted to speak back about unconditional love. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. We as humans don't really operate under that aspect because we feel away from it. But unconditional love is allowance of creational expression. Cool. Let me take that in. Allowance of creation of expression. Uh, Unconditional love is allowance of creational expression. Creational expression. Because if you're the creator and you desire to experience every cell of your, every facet of your being, and we'll just call it a cell, right? Think about the human body. You need to touch every corner of your beingness. Mm -hmm. So if you limited one piece of yourself, then you couldn't experience all of yourself, could you? No. See, I think our humans get off the train because they feel as though if they allow themselves to be free in their expression, that they will not be loved. That's mm-hmm. what creates yeah. the idea that you are not free to be exactly as you wish to express. And mm-hmm. if somehow you express in ways that others uh, don't feel comfortable in, that that's a wrongness. I think that's what we're taught, is that if we're not yeah. all talking in the same way, uh, having the same points of view, um, desiring the same outcomes, Mm-hmm. then we are somehow wrong by that. Mm-hmm. That we all have get along to go along, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I get along to go along often leads to apathetic receiving, meaning like you're not fully in the experience. You're just going along with the experience. Right. Right. And is so, it meant to, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's true. But it's like to be an active participant in the experience, right? And how how it, we for become me, enlivened. Right? Oh, enlivened! I love that word. For me, it's it, it, life is a catalyst for more life. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. Right. If you're in life, then you desire to enjoy life. And it's interesting. My dad. Um, remarried a couple of years ago, and finally, and I'm so happy to say this for him, met a beautiful, harmonious being to travel the planet uh, with as he, you know, progresses in his later years. And it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, um, because he acknowledged, he said, uh, last time we went to visit him, he, he was single, and uh, it was a few years ago, and, and he said, oh, when I was just going through life and not being part of life. Wow. And that's cool. Um, but I know it, from my own travels, I I think it's very easy to go through life and not be part of life. Because for me, that comes when your life is the same every day or you perceive it the same way every day, you know. Like you mm-hmm. get up in the morning and you always do the same thing and you always watch the same shows or you always take the same way to work or, you know, um, the conversation that you have with people around you are the same is the same. Yeah. And Patsy, we talk about a lot of similar topics on a regular basis, but they always lead us to some other place. Yeah. Some other 
like, whoo, holy crap, that was cool. New <laughs> level of awareness, yeah, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, love that uh, kind of thing. Well, I think that um, the word interesting comes up. If we were more able to perceive life from a point of view of interesting, then then we could take in the kaleidoscope of diversity in enjoyment. We would be mm. if think that form could harm us. And it, I know Stephen King's movie. It recently came out. I didn't go. I didn't go see it. But uh, <laughs> I didn't either. I <laughs> book and I thought well I don't really want to go see a scary clown I'm good however <laughs> not because I think there's anything wrong with that but um, I think that most of the world sees the the world and I and I I don't like the word most I mean I think that I'm just use the word collective consciousness uh, in the current entrainment still sees the world in fight or flight or fear instead mm-hmm. of observing the world as a beautiful movie like I did the waves crashing uh, State Park the other day. Oh, did someone mm, I know. It? it was, uh, I wish. It was a bang on my computer. <laughs> we are going to invite folks to join us soon. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> I would expand our, our dialogue a great deal because yeah. I love and I, I think it would also show people how we're so very, very similar in truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, the same ideas or um, belief systems show up. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. yeah. And while they might come in different circumstances, the underlying theme or belief of not being enough, of um, basically fear wrapped up mm-hmm. in different different costumes, right? But yeah. if we were able view the world perhaps as you know I thought about this the other day if if I was fully aware of being all that is with all that is I don't think mm-hmm. I'd have an I think I would be more than happy to watch a blade of grass grow in its magnificence mm-hmm. now I program that way I do have an ego um, she is kind of loud she does have a seeming agenda <laughs> and she <laughs> Say well, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, we're not going to watch Grassboro today because we've got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sure a lot of yeah, a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I think the source though is watching our every breath, like watching a blade of grass grow and seeing the magnificence of itself experiencing itself in idea. Yes. Brilliant. Because I think all of the ideas, they they come from something greater than ourselves. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. Then we're given free will to discern what is, what is the feeling of expansiveness, which I, I would deem love, or what's mm. the feeling away from being expansive. Yeah. Because for me, Unconditional love just desires expansive. It's, uh, you know, Abraham Hicks said that we're the leading edge of consciousness here on the earth plane. And I think because we have that duality of the opportunity to go right up to that line and then jump over the cliff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because without that contrast, we wouldn't have the line to see right. that it's real to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? 
Yeah. So, Patsy, um, speaking of expectation, uh, I wanted to speak about it in terms of work. Mm. Uh, because you um, have walked through some of that recently where you have been placed under somebody else's expectation. And I'd like yeah. to share with how we walk through that in awareness and still present the fullness of ourselves but not to be manipulated by someone else's idea of what the, what your value is or their value is. Yeah, that's a big one um, and something I'm currently walking through. So I would love some coaching around that in that. So I was hired for one thing um, and then really assigned without really acknowledging this is outside the scope of what I was hired for. Um, a request to fulfill an entirely different thing that really had nothing to do with the the scope of the project. Um, And so standing in my own value and kind of consistently stating back, this this falls outside of the scope, Um, drawing that line, I guess, so to speak, has been a tricky one because then I go back to, <laughs> this is perfect how it's all coming full circle today in our conversation, but I go back to not being received because I'm not showing up within their expectation, right? Yes, and and, and, and for me, Patsy, what comes up is the idea that to be good or to receive, we must meet others' expectations. And then that humbles itself and creates expectations of ourselves with ourselves. Like I, yeah, like that wave falling into itself. (laughs) I must not. I don't meet someone else's idea of me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That not all it is an idea of you on their idea of them and what they quote unquote need or desire. Right. 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 So for me, um, I think often people mirror to us where we're not feeling full within us. So when I had that expectation of my dad, you know, rushing to see me, because in my world, that's the first thing I would do is rush to see my kids because that's, that's how I relate with them. But that doesn't make it less love. It's an idea of love, right? Correct. Yeah. I hung out with those beings all lot this week, and I did not one moment not feel loved. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. But because we wrap the idea of love in a construct of how love looks, how love speaks, how love shoulda, woulda, coulda be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that tight spot of being contracted rather than open to receiving the love that was available through the channel that was was present Mm -hmm. moment we can be filled at any moment we could choose a new way to look at something but if we don't pay attention to that moment then we will be stuck in that entrainment of the idea of how to receive or be received so for you and oftentimes it's kind of a gift when we walk through those things. I, I wouldn't say often. I would say always. Uh, because if we, 
awareness for you, Patsy, it's giving you a voice. It's it giving is. you a chance to say, well, you know, really regard you, and I really enjoy what I'm doing for you, but within the ideas that we had aligned to, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's okay to say, where did this come from? Right. It's okay to say, well, well, hey, and I and I think as well, it gives us an opportunity as we grow and expand in our own creation of ourselves yeah. to be able to well, that's not a good fit. That's not a good alignment for me. That that doesn't feel cohesive for me. It feels like put a so put upon yeah. me, right? And patient yeah. is upon oneself, right? That person may expect something from you, but if you take it on, then you put that expectation upon yourself. Ooh, yeah, that is that is totally it. And then it feels yucky because it's not in full alignment right quite a descriptive term i like it i <laughs> i like it because it's a feeling but it's not a feeling that feels like it's stuck right you can feel yucky. like the little kids say i feel yucky and then they say oh i'll have a lollipop <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true yeah um Let's see what spirit wants to bring to the party. Um, We are gratefully glad to be amongst you in the purview of all that is. We celebrate the facets of each of you as you shine brightly and share your capacity to walk more freely and releasing the chains that have bound you in previous expressions by allowing your current expression to be more of your expansive choosing in incremental moments of allowance of self. Whoa, beautiful. (laughs) I just dig it when they do that. I think, yeah. Thanks, spirit. (laughs) I'll take that. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Amazing. But, you know, most minds I see, um, just, you know, in my everyday walk, there are so many stories, and I think stories are expectations of mm. what's best. Yeah, and and it's like what we choose to hold on to, right? So our stories may – I think our stories help shape us, but they don't have to – like we get to continually rewrite them and shift them, right, and and show up differently as we grow and expand. Patsy, how does one story define you, and how can you change that story? Yeah, I love that Because I had a story I was rocking in my old life of who I thought mm-hmm. I was, how I thought life was, and how I thought life was going to be. And I can assure you, though, my mind's expectation of anything, even manifesting something, it really, really has never come the way that my mind thought. Oh, my it's, goodness. I can, I can agree with that. <laughs> totally. Even received a manifestation of things that I desired, they never, ever showed up the way that I desired. And, Patsy, you and I have joked about, about um, you know, the way we perceive an experience to be, like, for me, um, a person coming into my life, right? Like, my mind has a whole idea. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
be how they should behave and if they don't behave this way and what that says about them. And isn't that all a story of my projection of judgment or a story of what is? For me, stories quite often, unless they are ongoing with possibility or potential, right. are filled with judgments and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in full of that oh. expectation piece, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I uh, was filled with a story of expectation of the way that I thought life should be, the way that I thought things would keep one safe, the way that I thought people received money, the way that um, I felt it was to be in a loving relationship. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people um, are currently um, having experiences where they feel like they'll be loved if they have a certain amount of success mm-hmm. in using the gifts that are within them to yeah. it, it sort of like uh, I was listening to dialogue last night. Um, we had a family dinner and my cousins were speaking about their daughter that's in college and she's a sophomore and doesn't quite know what she wants to do or be. Mm-hmm. And they were speaking of when they were in college, they had chosen professions that were all laid out for them. Like they knew what classes they had to take. They knew exactly the parameters Mm -hmm. that would get them to their destination and ultimately to the S word success. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're not knowing where you're drawn to, it seems like there's choices and that often in the mind creates overwhelm. And then to stop that flow of overwhelm, you'll go to, um, a story of limited possibilities so you don't feel overwhelmed. So this has been coming up a lot this week, too, in uh, the double-edged sword of duality, right? Mm, Yeah. I'd love you to speak to that for a second. Um, Well, for me, it comes up. uh, We had a beloved friend who didn't get to go on a trip exactly as she would like, but and and there was a lot of uh, uneasy feeling and discord and awareness and what came out of it when she stepped away from the story of how it wasn't working was a whole bunch of possibilities that are probably going to be bringing her to something that's really hugely fulfilling. And Mm -hmm. I would speak the regard of getting fired. I I got fired one and only time uh, in my life and I'm grateful for it uh, when I was working at that chiropractic office, because this uh, beingness um, was happening more I wouldn't say on its own, but it, it was just more natural for me to know. It was more natural for me to share. It's sort of like uh, I often joke, and please, anybody who has this condition, do not be offended. I don't mean it in any judgment or lack, but because I, just like autistic kids, I think they're here to, to show us that we don't all have to walk the same way to be fulfilled. Yeah, amen. In their own way. Um, and the only time that autistic kids I see get rattled is when we're expecting or whoever uh, is around them is expecting them to be like everybody else, and mm. they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, when I, um, I I go on a tangent and then I lose my place, so I apologize, uh, I, I sort of had this spiritual Tourette's where it just, you know, popped out. I was like, whoa, okay, popped out. <laughs> just like more I knew that that was more of where I wanted to be desired to be I don't want to heard myself silly uh but I desired to have more of that experience and so spirit was listening to me but I had some ideas of 
lack or that I needed that job three days a week or mm. it was fine. And then, you know, spirit, when you're getting yourself down a rabbit hole and not allowing yourself to move gracefully forward, will kick you out the door. Yes. <laughs> uh, and wherever that happening in my world, delete, uh, but I, it has come up in pattern on occasion, um, and I'm aware of it now, so I moved through it a lot more quickly, but back then, I was like, whoa, whoa, I, yeah. I was freaking, and the beautiful thing is, is that I, I talked to my dad and my sister right after that, and, and they assured me that no matter what, I, I'd have a place, and I'd be okay, mm-hmm. that just made the decision that I wasn't going to go down that this is the way to get fulfillment. I was going to go down the creator path and create my clarity and create my life. And I did it through focused intention through energy, mm-hmm. through aligning my energy. And let me, let me just be clear with our beloved listeners. Aligning your energy is knowing what feels good and what feels not good. Yeah. 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 It, that was going to be something it, I – brought up too because when you're in that place of not knowing right like like you mentioned your niece who or cousin's daughter who's kind of in that place of not knowing but not even really having the bearings to know what feels good or what doesn't you know because it's kind of like jumbled I was there for a really long time um but I kept leaning toward that thing that like something would show up that piqued my interest or um you know, oftentimes I see that kind of in my show up in, in the form of goosebumps or like um, in my body, that feeling of like excitement or possibility. I then began taking steps toward those things that were coming into my field, which, you know, has helped me get where I am now. And I'm continually to, to lean into that more and more because my the strengths in my I've developed a, a greater um, awareness or knowing within myself of what those things, what my body is telling me. Um, right. feeling The body's a great barometer because just like my being was telling me from that left side contraction this week that right. I wasn't left about receiving, right about going forward. Uh, left side of your body is feminine energy. The right is masculine. So, Left is receiving, right is going forward, and yet they're meant to be in equanimity. You're not meant to be out of kilter or out of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so in right hemisphere of our brain, you're meant to be in balance. One is um, logistical, right, and one is creative, but, but both work together. They're not one or the other because we've seen very, very brilliant creative artists, but then they're not very pragmatic in their lives, right? So that's right. not balance. Does that it does yeah so for me what happens as well is like making a decisive decision within oneself like Mm. i decide hell or high water get it (laughs) 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 that i was going to move mountains by staying focused on intention i i find a lot in my practice that um, people get mixed results because they may not be in, uh, they may be asking, as we've spoken of before, to stay out of judgment. But what sure. what they generally do are asking lots of different questions, lots of different uh, information going out, so you get a lot of mixed results. But when you're honed in and focused like a magnifying glass on an ant, right, on a stick, 
well, you're going to catch a flame. Yeah. But if you're putting that magnifying glass and you're, you know, sparkling all over the place, well, y- you might get a little smoke, but you might not get a fire. Mm-hmm. So when we're intentionally. Yeah, by that's fire, a beautiful distinction. Good for us. Then we're yeah. naturally walking in a flow. And that doesn't mean that you won't walk along the path and, and see an obstacle like a rock in the way, but you can easily move it out of your way if right. you don't as an obstacle. Right. See, that's another expectation. Oh, that's or Yeah. I'm sorry. I was getting excited about that one. That's so true. Oh. Oftentimes we stop, right, when we see the, when we see the, the, the rock there. Like to go back to the beloved, our beloved story of um, our 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 friend who whose travel plans kind of unfolded differently, right? There's still poss- that a trip can still happen, right? It's just not in the same form. Um, but when the when the rock or the mishap or the whatever that thing is in the formation of the rock shows up, oftentimes we we just like see that as defeat and don't move forward or around so on it. The, the same sort of pathic wave on that path, because as you were speaking it, what came to me is that um, often an obstacle is not put in our path to create a stop. It's creating a new direction. Mm, yes, 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 yes. So getting fired from that position created a new direction for me. Right. So I, I in the same And one that's path, so much more p- fulfilling than you ever probably dreamed while you were sitting at that office job. And you know, I I moved at the beginning of summer and I and I staying with um a family member because I wasn't ready to make a decision <laughs> about where I was going to put my energy and where, what I'd like to manifest and um within that though I was very content where I was, but sometimes when we get too content, we mm. we fall into that automated sort of like comfy couch spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not motivated to to use the obstacle, yeah, or obstacles because we get complacent because we mm-hmm. get uh, falsely safe within that idea of this is what it is. This mm. is all. This is the comfort that I've known myself to become, right? right. But if you stay in that, then, then what's to be more from that? I'm not saying that people should always be shaking up their worlds and quitting their jobs or getting fired or any of that. I'm saying that when life shows up in those aspects, rather than judge yourself as being wrong or unlovable or a failure of sorts, to see it from a different light of opportunity will yeah. allow you to use that that um, obstacle as as an, a navigational point, right? Right, rather than a docking point, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Lori, I can't believe it, but we um, are I coming right how- up on time. Well, that's a whole other topic time um but i just i feel like we've we've covered so much ground today and yeah there's some great nuggets in here could you let people know 
us, uh, yeah. our podcast. They just stumbled upon us. Um, and how to connect with us outside. I'll let you begin, and then I'll be happy to share as well. And then we'll yeah. do a little for the whole wide world and all Ooh, that is. Sounds awesome. I love that. Well, thank you all for being here with us today. Um, my name is Patsy Culp. I have a business called And Celebrate, and I support meaning makers um, with their creation and co-creation of adding more impact and deeper um, meaning to their work. You can find me at andcelebrate.com or uh, send me an email to patsy at A-N-D-C-E-L-E-B-R-A-T-E.com. Um, and it's yeah. really, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I'm Lori Ivers, delighted, full of delight to be with you. Uh, you can reach me at lauriivers at yahoo.com. Um, you can uh, friend me on Facebook. Uh, you're welcome to visit my website, lauriivers.v, like victory, p, like positive, web.com. Um, there are some good books to uh give you some awareness as you may be beginning or fully into your past um, books that have served me well along the way. There's one that was gifted to me um, in a PDF form. Uh, I hope it's still on my website. If it's not, I hope, uh, I'll have a look at that. Uh, but it's called Your God, Get Over It. And I <laughs> love <laughs> It's a very good read. Uh, a friend of mine gave it to me because he thought it sounded a lot like me, and I said, thanks. <laughs> Sure does. It sounds like he wrote that title for sure. Oh, that's funny. So I would like to set some intention, and I wanted to share with our our listeners that uh, anytime you hold intention, anything is uh, considered a prayer. I also went to dinner this week with my family, and they said grace before dinner, which I'm fine with, but I didn't think much about it because I'm constantly in that intention. So... Mm. Uh, I don't do it in maybe a ritual form. I'm always blessing everything uh, because it's a no-brainer. <laughs> it's a yeah. win-win for me. Absolutely. So, uh, energy's everywhere. You can set intention with energy anywhere. Um, generally, if you if you hold energy, you can feel density, uh, like barometric pressure between your hands. And so I'd like to set some energy and intention for this week for everyone who may come across this uh, in the entire planet, actually, of love, light, peace, joy, gratitude, blessings, miraculous resolution, comfort and ease. Everybody receives all of their resources in a quick and timely manner, especially those in uh, current discomfort or discord. Uh, I'd like to bless, as water holds memory, all of the water uh, within us and on the planet, uh, that it provides um, love, light, peace, joy, and gratitude, and uh, nourishment for everybody who ingests and vibes and partakes in anything uh, as water contributes to everything. Uh, and that may we flow like a smooth and easy river of ease, grace, grace and receiving, uh, that we recognize each other in compassion, generosity, uh, oneness, individual uniqueness and celebration of that, uh, mm. and that we all from our heart's desire and that we share our contributions of the gift of ourselves. And for me, I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we could share with anybody is the gift of our heart. Uh, in our heart without agenda, but a heart in knowing that love is the grease that makes the wheel go. 
<laughs> so let us bless that with pure love and light, pure unconditional love, pure energy, pure light. Let's draw that into our hearts and send it out in a big wave of love to all. And we'll say thank you, so be it, and so it is. Until we talk again, I will be holding you all in that experience of unfolding into more. Beautiful. Right right there with you. Thank you all so, so very much. This was a pleasure. A true pleasure. Uh, oh, good See now. you again next Thursday. Take care. <laughs>